Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. 105.7 HD2. It's the Brown and Crouppen Morning After. Jeff looks so professional. Well, there's no need to hustle back. We'll let them No, Jackson, no, radio show. There's no need to get back on time. Jackson, we're not mad. Were you uploading the first segment? Yeah. Jackson's doing like eight things right now, Doug. Don't get mad. Okay. Gosh, he's There's not a wasted moment in that break. Every second of that break, I was doing Busier than a one-armed paper hanger. That's a You got that from the 40s? No, brother, we're by that saying. Yeah. People used to put up wallpaper all the time. Busier than a one-armed wall. I still hanger. think Cab Driver is my new favorite Mills Brother banger. This is just such a Can you imagine having a sweet 16 party and the Mills Brother come to town playing at your favorite speakeasy? <laughs> Don't you like this too, Mills? I love it. I think if I was 16, 18, 20 years old, I'd hate it to death. But when you get older, I feel like you respect this kind of music. This is the kind of, this is the kind of song that you want to dance and, and point your finger in the air and just. Like, <laughs> you're like holding each other's hand, doing like a laugh. <laughs> Wendy Hop. Got a light Charleston. Twirls. Great song. Welcome back to the morning after presented to you by Brian Krupp, and we are broadcasting live from the Michelob Ultra Studios today. Tim is out in case you missed the first part of the show. He is out ill today. So it is the four of us just bringing heat, bringing takes. Uh, you got questions, we got answers. You got problems, we got solutions, though. Mm-hmm. Lots of solutions. We're the answer men because our, our breadth of knowledge touches on so many different areas. We've, we're virtually answered. We're walking encyclopedias, basically. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? Uh, I'm busier than a set of jumper cables after a Mr. Licks barbecue. That's from the total package. Mm. And why would that be? I don't know the. Uh, the I don't know the context there. I don't know the context. Cars or batteries are dying at, at a Mr. Licks barbecue. <laughs> I, I don't know. Is he a mechanic in this? I don't know. Uh, well, Doug, baseball talk is heating up a little bit mm-hmm. uh, because there is uh, rumors. There is a lot of talk about uh, uh, Juan Soto heading to the Padres. I'm sorry. Wow. 
hard reset here. Right. Juan Soto okay. heading to the Yankees. Leaving the Padres. For Leaving the, the Padres. Seven-player mega deal. And heading to – so is that con- – I'm, I'm sorry if I'm behind. I'm trying to figure this out in the moment. So is that confirmed that it's he done. is? It's done. It's done last night. It's done last mm-hmm. night. Okay. Good good research, Jackson. Nice show prep ass. I thought that's why you were bringing it up. I thought I – th- well, when I looked yesterday, it was – I looked like at five, and it was, just a, it was just a rumor at the time, and it was heating up. But now, I guess, confirmed Juan Soto is heading – Padres traded Soto to the Yankees late Wednesday, marking the second trade in less than 17 months for the 25-year-old outfielder who has established himself as one of the year's most gifted hitters. Yanks also received outfielder Trent Grissom from the Padres as part of a seven-player deal. In exchange, San Diego received right-handed pitchers Michael King, Johnny Brito, and Randy Vasquez, starting pitching prospect Drew Thorpe, and catcher Kyle Higashioka. Nice. Higashioka. Who won the deal? Who do you think? Early on, Doug, who won that deal? <laughs> well, the Yankees got two starters. The Padres got five guys we've never heard of. The yeah, Cardinals could have made that deal. Well, but I don't think they could afford Soto. Well, probably Soto wouldn't have to find some at Bats Farm. We would have had to trade Dylan Carlson, and that's having to have a fourth outfielder trade for a generational 25-year-old talent just didn't make sense. Would have, and I agree with them. You probably would have at least had to trade four pitchers. Where are you going to get those? We got him on the farm system. We, got we four, have six We got four you never heard of. <laughs> well, I assume these must have been pretty good pitchers. They wouldn't take on that contract anyway. No. No. I and I think I... he's a free agent after next year. Yeah. Didn't he sign a long deal? No, he's no, going he into the final yet. year of his contract. Yeah, he huh. is a free. I'm trying to get baseball reference up. Wi-Fi is killing me at the moment. He'll probably be about $325 million, I would say. He'll be in that Machado-style contract potentially. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Well, seven, only now, seven-year deal, $280 million, then he'll be a free agent again when he's, what, 34? 34, yeah. With TV deals falling apart. 32, actually, Iggy. TV deals God. falling apart, not just with the Cardinals, what? but several teams. The list of possible teams where these guys can go and get that kind of money is growing shorter. If well, the Yankees are only competing with the, the Dodgers and the Cubs and the, and the Mets and the Red Sox for some of these players, I, w- I wonder if that might lower the value of some of these contracts. I mean, look at the team like the Twins who had – a very decent lineup, a really good rotation, kind of made, you know, run in the playoffs, and they already are cutting payroll. That's why, obviously, one of the reasons why they didn't yeah. re-sign Sonny Gray. It's You have teams even kind of somewhat competing, seeming like they're on the edge of success who are cutting payroll. So, I don't know. They just keep handing the contracts out, so you always want to know where the, the limit is and where the – the line is, is I mean, if Soto gets $350 million, it looks like the train just on its track keeping going. Uh, maybe. The yeah. Diamondbacks got Diggy's guy, Eduardo Rodriguez. I saw that. And Chris Archer is going to be a, what, a, a consultant to the <laughs> Dodgers? What about Caleb Williams? <laughs> He's the probably, trifecta. Hit the wet coat trio He's right probably going to go. Middle age hop, hop in. Well, he may be like the fourth quarterback taken now. I think Payne will be number one. He cool. may. Uh, I mean, May. Yeah. No, I, I saw. North I still, Carolina. I still see Caleb Williams number one. And yeah, then May. I've seen. I've seen like four four mock drafts that had May first. Um, then Daniel second, quarterback taken. I saw May second on quarterback taken. Um, I thought Caleb Williams three or fourth quarterback taken. So four or five will go in the first round. Well, I thought we were talking just, about one side. Now I'm yeah, confused. We, are. we had an off year last year. He only hit 275, I think, 35 bombs and 110 RBIs. So off year for Soto. Yeah, he'll be a free agent in 2025. He is in his third year eligi- mm-hmm. or, uh, third year arbitration eligibility. So. And what did he make last year? Like 18 mil, 20 mil? Uh, oh, God, no. I don't think so. No. I don't, I, I'm trying to find out. Um, 
There's no way to know. No one keeps the stats. Well, over the years he's had, even at that age in arbitration, he'd probably get, I thought he would get like 18, 20 mil. Uh, I don't know. Kind of baseball reference, for whatever reason, doesn't have a salary up. He's hitting $33 million in this year for, it looks like. $33 million? That's his cap hit? Recording, coming free agent. Is an arbitration player? Arbitration is projected to be $33 million. The Yankees are also Damn. acquiring Padres out, Peter Grisham, blah, blah, blah. So it looks like he has a 23 or $33 million hit. I'm looking at two different websites, two different. Oh. I don't think it'd be 33. 20 sounds about right. But then he signs uh, 25, so he'll sign a, maybe a seven-year deal. He knows he'll be 32, and right in his prime, another seven-year deal, he's 39. So this guy's probably close to a billionaire when he's done playing baseball. His, the, he's estimated $27 million this year because it's arbitration, so we don't know at the moment what he's going to make. The Athletic has his projected uh, deal for next offseason at 14 years, $540 million. Jesus. People are really going to attach themselves to a player for 14 years. I guess that's similar to what Tatis signed. And I, he's only. And how many years did Bryce Harper get? 13? That sounds right. But to he, be fair, Soto is only uh, 25. He just turned 25. I wouldn't do that. If I'm 25 years old, I do a seven year deal. And then, you know, when you're 32 years old, another seven year deal. Or just well, have a lot Navy, of but salaries well, By that ago. time, your, your ability's probably going to be on the downswing. You probably won't get as much. Not have 32. some team options in there <laughs> if you 14 can, years. At 32, if you're still having a tremendous career, 32, that's kind of like your prime, 28 you, to 34. But you won't have the leverage of being a younger player either. Teams are going to know that you're on the downside of your career. Yeah, but how many how many guys from the downside of their career are signing contracts till they're 39, 40 years old? And people are taking almost, them. Almost, well, not many. Not many. Take a look. <laughs> I'm just saying, if someone puts 500 million out there, I think you say yes. Yeah, I guess. So instead of, unless you, you think know, after you... seven years you're going to have a hell of a career at 32, salary is going to go up and up and up. So by you know seven years from now, the average salary could be 25, 30 million for a mediocre player. So you can sign for 50 million a year for seven years. You know, it could it could be. I would have thought the same thing a year or two ago, but now with some of these local TV deals falling apart, yeah, maybe not. We may be seeing the beginning of the end of the ever escalating salaries. I guess you take what you can get. You know, if pools. I mean, pools signing that contract when he did, he probably left a hundred million dollars on the table by waiting. But you don't wait when you're that young of a player, and somebody throws a hundred million dollars at you. you. Say, I'm taking it. You would think. Yeah, I mean, you, look you never like know. I could, tattoos. I could break a leg and never play again. A little safer with a hitter than a, a pitcher, right? Yeah, pitcher right. one one shoulder injury and you're never the same. But hitter, well, even if you can't run or something, you can DH or play well, first base. Doug, taking this to a local perspective, and speaking of hitters, uh, Scott Boris yesterday talked about Tyler O'Neill and the Cardinals' plans uh, to look at trades for the outfielder. Uh, Boris is quoted saying, Tyler O'Neill, you know, was eighth in MVP voting, 30-plus home runs, won two gold gloves. With a talent evaluation of the Cardinals, it's nice to know that they have players who reach higher levels, I guess. That's mm. O'Neill's agent, uh, Scott Boris. He's taking a shot. He's uh, taking uh, a, Rosarena uh, and Garcia. Yeah. He's sticking up for his Gallon, player. Gallon, He's right. Yeah. He didn't put in there that he can't stay healthy. Yeah, that's, a, that's some nice manipulation is a wrong word because – that is tr the stuff spin. he says is true, but it's spin. a spin. It's a yeah. it's a spin because he, if you can't stay healthy and you can't produce on a consistent level to that, to what Boris is talking about, then 
If they do trade him and don't get much for him, we need to remember back to this time when virtually all Cardinal fans, or most anyway, are saying it's probably time to move on for Tyler O'Neill. If he goes somewhere else and hits 30 home runs, we need to remember that we we thought we'd seen enough of him here. Mm Yeah. Well, they won't say that. They'll say, oh, gave away another great player. Matt, if you'd only hustle yeah, around third will. base in the first week of the season, you yeah. might still be here. Well, then it becomes a question of talent development. If it, if the trend of player younger players leaving, obviously O'Neal, who's, what, 27? Yeah. Uh, like is a little out of the younger player demographic when you talk about guys like Alcantara or Rosarena. But uh, if if this continues, then you have to think, well, what's the problem internally with developing talent if all if a lot of these guys are leaving and being more successful with other teams? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've said that in the past. Why are so many players stalling out at the major league level here? Well, yeah. and they, they're going to get a couple of no-name prospects is what they'll get for them. They're not getting any – not going to get a starting pitcher for Tyler O'Neill. No. I, I heard Mosaic on an interview saying now he wants to backfill the bullpen. <laughs> I didn't like that term. Yeah, yeah. We actually backfill. had we had John Denton on Balloon Party yesterday, uh, and Tim asked him the question. Plowick, I'm going to call for this audio. Sorry to put you on the spot. It's a uh, Denton starting pitcher is the name of the audio file. All right, Plowsy. And the uh, the context of it is Tim asking him about whether he thinks the starting rotation they have now, which is of course Gray, Gibson, Lynn, Michaelis, Matz, is what we'll see come. The start of the season. Plus, All right, the that leader. is something that Jackson and I wagered on that the five who the Cardinals would have penciled into their rotation right now, I wagered Jackson that that will not be the five the Cardinals have in the rotation on opening day, therefore operating on the premise, John, that there will be some kind of acquisition. Um, what are your thoughts on that at this moment? Well, you know, Steven Matz could be hurt by then, so that's... Uh, yeah, technicality, that. technicality. <laughs> technicality <laughs> there. Uh, you know, I, I would tend to go the other way. I, I don't... Uh, you know, with the five that they have in position right now, I think they're good enough to win the NL Central. I don't think they're good enough to compete with Philly. I don't think they're good enough to compete with the Dodger team with Shohei. Uh, you know, I don't know that they're good enough to compete with the Braves team. Um, I, I really think that, you know, I, I know this is going to make Cardinal fans mad, but I really think they're throttling down. They think they have their starting pitching, um, you know, and they're going to focus. They're focusing on the bullpen right now. They're they're trying to, you know, get the bullpen up to speed, get it back to where it needs to be. And I think they want to try to take their chances for the first 75, 80 games with, with this pitching staff and, and see if they're good enough. And maybe that leaves wiggle room at the trade deadline or, to, you know, to add a piece midseason. But I just get the sense that there's there's contentment now with you know the starting pitching that they have in place. That's John well, Denton, MLB.com. Uh, be right for the Cardinals. Yeah. Didn't they sign a couple of, like forty year old relievers in September last year? Guys who were released, and they every every week you turn around, there's another Cardinal signed thirty eight year old lefty reliever. He's good against lefties. And yeah. Who who is he? Well, they did get a couple of young ones in in some of those trades they made. They got a couple guys whose names aren't. You know, household names just yet, but I think they like a little bit. I honestly think the rotation isn't isn't terrible if they stay completely healthy the entire season, which won't happen. Which <laughs> and that's I think that's my that my my problem with it. It just how it's structured is you need guys to not only have some of their best 
their best year in a long time, Lance Lynn being one of them. And also, Matt's need to stay healthy. Michaelis went getting absolutely shelled toward the end of the year, and that kind of the new wave of what we're going to be seeing from him. I just don't know if there's a lot of consistency and longevity in that rotation. And then you look at who's replacing a potentially injured Matt's or Lynn or who's somebody getting shelled who needs to be demoted to the bullpen. Where, Probably where Zach that? Thompson. Yeah, yeah, I guess, but like... It, that, Libertor. That ain't it. And so you're getting to the trade deadline where, what, you're eight or ten games out, maybe more than that. Are you really trading to compete? It feels like you're just going to kind of cycle and do that same thing we did this past season for the next couple seasons. So you signed Lynn and Gibson to a one-year deal. So next year, after next year, we're going to have to find at least, again, two starting pitchers. If they had one so like more, you're, you're just doing the same thing every year. If they had Weird. one more really good starting pitcher to kind of make it uncomfortable, we got six. Who's going to compete and I win like that, that job? Who's not? I mean, you can't have eight because yeah. that, that would get a little much. But if you had one more to where you'd have some insurance and the guys at the back end would have to – you know, pick it up if they want to get any starts or be your long reliever. I'd be a little bit more comfortable with that. I'm with you because Matt's has shown he's decent out of the bullpen. So if that's a guy maybe to go for rotation of the bullpen, it's an expensive bullpen piece with 11 million or 12 million cap hit. But that's what you got to do. But Plazi, yeah. on your point on the on the Gibson and Lynn thing, I think this year getting guys like those like inning eaters who are long term on a one year deal. When I say long term, they've been in the league for a while. Uh, I think it's to give guys like Tink Hens, maybe McGreevy, maybe Libertor, another year to develop and hope you hope, hope is the key word there, you hope that they're ready for the 2025 season. Because if you could, wouldn't you much rather have your younger players you developed who are pre-arbitration be your starters as opposed to signing a 35-year-old guy who needs $10 million? 100%, but we also traded Randy Rosarena for a guy that was supposed to be you know, our next stud. So I, I just worry about tie-in evaluation uh, and how we develop yeah, players answer. pitching mainly. Because offensively, with Wynn, Walker, I mean, you've had guys in the pack kind of step up and be really good um, that can come through the system pitching-wise. It's very tough to pick out a guy the last few years that's come through our system and been, you know, better than decent. Flaherty was the big hope. Yeah, yeah, and Hudson hurt. early on showed little signs that maybe, but... Uh, but Flaherty yeah. looked like he was going to be a stud. 100%. Yeah, injury, but shoulder injury, man, that'll, that'll yeah. plague anybody, no matter your talent level. I still... Maybe I'm harping on this too much, and... But the Sonny Gray, backloading the Sonny Gray deal, just, there's so much there to me on the on that, because you sign a guy like him, $75 million over three years, you think 25 for three, but... Ten million on the cap this year, which would free you up pretty like that's between him, Gibson, and Lynn, that's like thirty-two million. That's short of that two hundred million dollar threshold from last year. And the fact that they like Denton said, and I love the term throttle down. I'm a big fan of that <laughs> from John Denton, Kentucky native. Uh I love throttle down. But if you're not gonna do anything, I, the backloading, I guess you could say, like from an optimistic view, it's just for wiggle room in case you do want to get somebody. Uh, but to me, you'd have to think that the Bally's thing has to play a role in that if you're going to spend mm. less than last year because, you know, there's so much uncertainty on the TV deal side. That just sounds like – and then you have Goldschmidt coming off the books next year, and then two years from that you'll have Michaelis and Matt's coming off the books, and eventually you have Contreras and Arenado coming off the books. I don't know. I just think the front – the backloading of the Sonny Gray thing intrigues me from a multitude of angles. And I don't know what the explanation is. I guess if they don't sign anybody, 
you, they can always say it was just for wiggle room or this, that, but they haven't even addressed it, really. I'm reading this off of Spotrack, which is just a website that talks about, like, I don't, I don't think anyone's really reported on it. What do they pay Gibson? Ten, I think. Uh, Kyle I, Gibson this year will make 10. 12. I know 12. Lynn made 10 for a one-year deal, right? Yeah. Gibson's 12. So there's he 22 million they won't have next year. All right. He's Probably. Arizona signed Rodriguez to four years for 80 million. So would you rather have Lynn and Gibson? For that twenty million, or would you rather have Rodriguez for? Probably two of them. You need two because it's it's it becomes a numbers game when you when you're only. But you still would have had you still would have had money for Sonny Gray. Yeah, but so you would have had Sonny Gray and Rodriguez instead of Sonny Gray and two guys that are forty years old that can't get anybody out. Well, well, I shouldn't say Gibson didn't have a terrible year last year. He had 15 wins. I mean, his ERA was ballooned, I think, 4, 7, 6 or something like that. Pitching right? in one of the best hitters' parks in the yeah. in all of baseball. So. I don't think that was a t- – the Lance Lynn one made no – to me, outside of a, a reunion tour and getting, you know, standing ovations, I don't see what value Lance Lynn bring to the table for the Cardinals. Innings. We needed an innings eater. We didn't need two innings eaters with sub-4 ERAs. Like – yeah. That 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 wasn't really what was in the cards. I would rather, much rather, have Team Kent's take that spot and just see how they're doing, as opposed well, so to would they, eleven they, or twelve. So would they if they thought he was ready? But They'd Kent's rather have a guy making the no minimum. Sense, Doug. It, he's an eleven or twelve million dollar pitcher who he's below average. He gets absolutely hammered and shelled. And we already have Gibson, who you know, and Michaelis, who. Look at you know how many hits they give up in home run. They yeah. get hammered and shelled as well. So I don't know if I Lance think gets if we, that at all. It, we're not people that watch these minor leaguers pitch all the time. No, to really know I've seen Lance just Glenn how play. close these guys are and how ready they are. If the people signing the checks thought that they had a guy who could come and make the major league minimum and be as good as someone they had to pay ten or twelve million for, I'm sure they would bring him up. You mean the same guys who write check that sent Walker down for a month and a half because he's hitting ground balls? <laughs> the same guys who sent Rosarena packing? Yeah. Same guys who, you know, cut or all this Garcia? Like, these guys don't really know what they're doing all the time. So I, I, I know what you're saying, but the guys who are writing the checks have made pretty dumb decisions in the past about their minor league but players it's, but it's and wishful thinking. in the ass more times. It's wishful not. thinking just to say... We've got the answer right there in the minors. Just bring him up. Done. I'm not saying he's the answer. I'm saying he's $750,000. Very cheap and easy. You want to replace him? You know, do the trade deadline thing again. That's fine. But Lance Lynn for $12 million, just, just ain't it. I'm kind of surprised in the Rodriguez deal. Um, I mean, he turned down a player option for this year. For next year, I think was for $20 million. I think he made $18 million last year. And he had a club or a a player option for $20 million this year, and he turned it down to sign for $20 million for four years? Maybe he just wanted to get out of Detroit. That could be it, too, yeah. yeah. But still, if you're going to turn down $20 million, you figure you'd sign for more than that. But now he's on a team that was in the World Series just a month ago, a month yeah. or two ago. So uh, there's always that. Yeah, I just, uh, probably on your thing with, like, hence, like, I think they're just... They're well, looking to not. Him up, I don't know if they're he's... not looking to, to. Like we saw what happened with Johan Oviedo. Like when guys aren't ready and you put them out there, and that you can kill their confidence, you can mess up their development. They've done that now. The Zach Thompson handle how they handled Zach Thompson last year is really really weird. Tank, Tank Hintz pitched in Double A last year. His ERA there was four point three one. I, I brought his name up as one of those young guys. Like I know McGreevy. I, I just meant whoever the closest ready in the minors. I'm not for Libertor. sure who that is and what I think that. It's Libertor. I I, th- I think that is. He's had major league experience, and I, I, they don't want to blow out these young arms early. So getting yeah. – obviously, Lynn and Gibson probably aren't their 
first choice to for the plan for 2024, but to be competitive and win the Central, their best plan forward was getting three pitchers who have established MLB service time. And Sonny Gray is a legit good pitcher. Like there's, he's objectively he's finished second in the Cy Young Award last year. Mm-hmm. Like if you can get 80 percent of that, you're in better shape than you were last year. But are we in that with that report real that we're backloading Sonny Gray's contract? Well, that's what I was talking about. I'm so the only. So why did we sign Lance? If that was the case, I, I don't. That's why I don't like the Lance Lynn signing because now we do have the money without a Lance Lynn, ten million. We have what is it, twenty five, twenty eight million right there? If you don't 200 have two hundred, is Lynn, the threshold. They 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 would have around. Still, you could have gotten our boy Iggy boy Eduardo Rodriguez. You could have gotten. A little bit better and been more tight to the number, your you know your final number, as opposed to what they have done, which I, I think is just they're just gonna get hammered on the long ball. I, you got three guys, Michaelis, Gibson, and Lynn, that just feed those things. And Matt's, you don't even know what you have with him. I just I, don't know if I would go confident in any game with that starting rotation. They're decent, but I think injuries and just getting shelled. I, I don't know. Once again, they think they have enough to win the division and then it take so. it from there. To be fair, though, I mean, did you think the Diamondbacks were going to be in the World Series? You know, in the pre before the season started, you don't really know. If you get hot at the right time, anybody. If we can just get hot, we, we can, can win, win this, baby. baby. Yeah, if you can just get hot, you can also win with St. Louis hair restoration. Doug, I feel like my hair is getting hot. Wispy McTufterson to my right. right. I'm the I'm the king of the Wispy City. Mm-hmm. We're feeling good because we went over to our friends at St. Louis Hair Restoration. For me, it was just uh, the consultation was like, hey, you know, I, I can tell that you're thin a little bit, but you got the light-colored hair. Let's start you out with the finasteride, which I take every morning. Super easy to do. It's the generic form of Propecia. And then I wear this laser cap at night. Six minutes a night helps that blood flow get to the head, helps the regrowth of the hair while the mm-hmm. finasteride helps curb the loss. And now we're seeing some results, man. Take a look at that crown. Look at that crown. Look at that crown. Look at that Gosh. thickness. Uh, it's really feeling better. You would never think that you had any problem at all with thinning hair right, right. now. Right. And, and I can see from your head, your beautiful head, that the FUE procedure is doing some great work, and there's still more to come. A I'm year. growing hair in bunches now. <laughs> it's almost showing off at this point. Look at this hairline on, on YouTube. I don't know if you can see it. It's come a long way in six months. Big time, man. Yeah, I had Big almost time. nothing up there before, and now I have um, got like my 20-year-old hair ha- hairline back anyway. That's kind of. Yeah. So, yeah, they did that for me with the FUE procedure. That's where they uh, take hair follicles from the side and the back of your head and, and move it to where you're thin. Uh, it took um, maybe three or four hours, but it's all very relaxing. You just lay there, and you watch TV, and they bring you lunch, and... For me, there was no pain involved at all. And then you take it easy for a few days afterwards, and you wear a hat for a couple weeks after that. And then you just let it grow. Let the wisp grow, and they'll be calling you, as they call me, Wispy McTufterson. Of course, they do this at St. Louis Hair Restoration. Dr. Polinga is an expert at this. He's done it for many years. Uh, The founder of the product, Greg Kryling, is also uh, a patient of their own product, their own procedures. They both had the procedure done right there. They look great. You'll look great, too. If you don't like your hairline, do something about it and give yourself a, a Christmas present of a, of a hair transplant. There's something that you would uh, that you would enjoy for years to come. The website again, St. Louis Hair Restoration.com. That's St. Louis Hair Restoration. Mm-hmm. Also, the Illinois Recovery Center. That is the IRC doing some great things over there in Swansea, Illinois. Pablo, can I hear about IRC? The Illinois Recovery Center is dedicated to providing precise and authentic care to those seeking help 
and treatment. Whether you've made the life-saving choice to seek help on your own or you want to be prepared for the other end of an addiction intervention with a loved one, the chance to learn about addiction recovery is available to you at the Illinois Recovery Center in Swansea. If you or someone you know wants more information about the Illinois Recovery Center, please call 888-472-9559 or email info at IllinoisRecoveryCenter.com. That's info at IllinoisRecoveryCenter.com. And don't forget, you can check out their Facebook page as well for updates. It's, of course, online at Facebook.com slash IllinoisRecoveryCenter. It's Illinois Recovery Center, 888-472-9559, or email info at IllinoisRecoveryCenter.com. That's Illinois Recovery Center. Guys, Iggy's ideal starting lineup or starting rotation is Eduardo Rodriguez, Caleb Williams, Rory Gallagher, Lady Gaga, and Henry Garza. That's from Caller Buzz. Oh, that's not a bad group. I'll take it. Yeah. Probably well, I know, eight innings. I know Mosaic now has about nine assistants working for him. They just signed Molina to a special assistant to John Mosaic. Yeah, well, how many does he have? You led me right into that. Yadier Molina has been named special assistant to the president of baseball operations. Welcome back, Yadi. Doug, what do you make of... Uh, uh, I yeah. make that Yachty wasn't interested in traveling around with the Correct. club, but they wanted, to, they wanted to sign him up to something just to kind of keep him on retainer there, maybe come in and work with Contreras, the catchers, make an appearance at spring training. We'll call you a special assistant. I don't think he's going to be sitting there in the office with a suit and tie going over the analytics and checking on contracts. I don't think any of that is the plan, but... Um, what the heck? It, it, it works, I guess. You got a, a great uh, baseball mind there in Molina. You may as well take advantage of it when you can. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And looking at this, because obviously with this, like this is people who uh, kind of poke the bear, the B-fib will go crazy on this. Cause it's like, oh, yeah, he's back, but he's not really back. But, all mm-hmm. that. but I think from an optimistic standpoint, the fact that they're doing things to improve the coaching, because clearly coaching was an issue last year. When you yeah. look at how, poorly the offense performed and some of the big name players performed at certain points in the year and the rotation wasn't what it was even though we kind of thought that before the fact that they're taking steps to help coaching because Yadi probably be there in spring training he can help Contreras he can be uh, he can be more involved even if it's a very small amount a marginal amount of involvement than he's had previously it's good to get guys who were really good baseball players mm-hmm. In and around the team to help out. You can make fun of the Daniel Descalzo thing, too. But hey, he's a good baseball man. He, the guy played for a good—he played with like nine years in Major League. Mm-hmm. Like he's, a, he's a tough guy. People like him. He's shown really good leadership qualities. So I, I like that they're taking steps to improve the coaching because they're kind of admitting a fault without admitting a fault. What do you think Joe McEwing did to lose that job? Because he was the bench coach. Yeah. And they moved him to a special assistant to John Masaylock. <laughs> yeah, that's not it. Let's, let's, let's just go down a little Seems list like they're doing a lot of shit. But that's usually what they say about bench coaches. Oh, he's a good baseball man. Well, yeah, aren't aren't they all? Shouldn't they be? What are they doing there if they're not? But then they had Skip Schumacher as a bench coach. He goes on first year. He's the manager of the year for the right. So, they, I mean, they're, I guess they're doing the right thing. If he stayed another year, he'd have been a special assistant. Yadier Molina, special assistant to president of baseball operations. Joe McEwen, special office, special assistant to baseball operations. Um, there's more in here. I'm trying to find them. Um, Linda Brower, assistant to the president of baseball operations. There's like four of them that are assistants. Well, she may be like 
she's a real office. assistant. Yeah, yeah she's office, probably. Yeah. But there's four people, and then you got two people that are special assistant to the general manager. Which is mostly like anyway, so he's got six. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, maybe I can be named assistant to Iggy for his never going to happen music festival. It's from Brad and Boca. Yeah, well, what makes you? I said I, I was tongue in cheek saying I'm going to start a festival. You haven't worked on this at all. And I said, here's my lineup. Why can't we do this? And people are, uh, where are you going to get the money? Oh, you never do. You think I'm going to do it? <laughs> You this is just this it? was just my idea of a festival. I don't oh. think many people read that and saw and thought you were gonna start I'm getting, cracking your knuckles I'm in your getting ans- I'm getting answers to it like uh uh have you thought about a budget? How are you gonna pay for these bands? Uh you won't be able to do it. Who are you gonna call? I'm not calling anybody. Oh, but this anybody, is what I could just, to do. anybody could just write a lineup of bands that you like and say, Here's a here's a good music. It's festival. doable. I didn't put like the how Rolling it, Stones how and it doable. All the, because you got a couple of big bands and you got a come bunch of B-list bands under there that you bring in to play before the headliners go on. I mean, my perfect one is the second night, which is The Cure as the headliner. Um, why don't you just create, like, why don't you just have Evolution Fest, which is already established and has... Yeah, because it's, it's trash. Oh, I disagree. You, were, you weren't uh, there. Like, I went there. Was well, great. I don't consider Brandy Carlisle and, and Ice Cube as too big draws for a, for a festival i was there it was wonderful it was packed i'm sure it was but i'm saying like getting you already have the infrastructure with that i'm saying if you want those bands you're gonna have to find a venue yeah workers Forest, Forest parker the arch grounds the arch grounds atlanta has a huge one coming up that's called knock knees or shaky knees something like that knock knees fest doug shaky mm. knees i think and uh, they're having it at uh god i forgot centennial park I forgot what the name of the park is in Florida, in uh, Atlanta. Centennial Park. Olympic no. Park? Central Park. Central Park. It's like 7,000 square, or 7.1 something. I don't know. Whatever it is. It's, it's like... <laughs> Numbers. Seven square miles. The Arch Grounds is, I think, 32 square miles. Oh, come on. 32 square miles? It's, it's huge. You got it's, to be kidding. It's, the Arch Grounds? It, well, I looked at it. I looked at it. Well, with the surrounding areas, too. What, you mean downtown, like downtown, 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 <laughs> downtown. But, All right, let's just say that, the Arch Grounds is bigger than Central Park in Atlanta. Miles. Why couldn't we have a festival, three-day festival in, Forest, in uh, the Arch Grounds? Well, they used to. Yeah, they used to. When I know, we Los were a thriving Boys, city, we used to. Los Lonely Boys played there one year. They had 100,000 people out yeah. there. We're no longer a thriving downtown, so that's why But people would happen. come to this if you had bands like The Cure, Foo Fighters, uh, you know, bands like that would come. Maybe. And you have a three-day festival. 
You bring money into the city. You got three days of people milling around, eating, drinking, staying in hotels. You got to convince people to come and spend vacation dollars in the city of St. Louis. Well, all these other festivals sell out. You ever been to South by Southwest? Doug, <laughs> I know the I damn not. Why couldn't I know Austin's bigger than us? Why Why couldn't you do it here? Well, because every people don't want to. Every people city don't want to come to downtown St. Louis now. That's and people why. keep throwing up Evolution Festival. That's great. The people went because they they're they're starving for a festival. Um, you know, I just you know you can maybe like those bands with Black Crows and Ice Cube and Black Keys. Belinda Carlisle is not my idea of a huge festival. It was a two day festival. But the I'm, first one, though, too. Yeah. Right? Well, I think Evolution's... There was one before... There's another one that's been there like three but years. But your idea of a big concert wouldn't be Luke Combs, and he sold 40-some thousand... Well, it could be if you want to have stadium. one day of country music, but you don't want to mix country music with, you know, alternative rock and, and classic rock and rock bands. You want to have... that at uh, Bonnaroo. Bonnaroo is like country and alternative and hip-hop. They mix a bunch of type of stuff at Bonnaroo. Yeah. I just, I just, can't, I just, yeah, Iggy Roo. <laughs> I just came up with my idea of bands. I mean, to have the Foo Fighters as the the headliner on Sunday, opening and then opening up for the Foo Fighters is Iggy Pop. There we go. And then you throw in like the Pretty Reckless, Hailstorm, Bush, you know, groups like that, up and comers like Courtney Hadwin, you know, people like that to fill out like seven bands each each day, and you have three days of that. You can, you're talking 21 bands, five or six really big ones that would ask for money, and you bring like you know girl group plush. You could probably get them in there for five thousand dollars. You know, Foo Fighter cost three point five million dollars. Yeah, so I'm high. saying you got three day festival. You draw a million <laughs> people. They also take a ticket percentage. You, you draw, draw you, a million people to come to downtown. You draw a million Louis. people in there for three days. It wouldn't be people in St. Louis. It'd be all over the country coming to these you festivals. You think they're gonna come here? Do you? You know how many people are going to Atlanta that aren't in Atlanta for that Atlanta's festival? Atlanta's a whole different ballpark. Well, than I'm St. just Louis. saying. You know, there's a lot of people who don't know that St. Louis sucks. They would come because of the bands. And say you draw a million people and you charge 100, 150 bucks a day or whatever, or well, 300 bucks for a pass, bands? that's $300 million. Can't they see these bands in other cities? Uh, maybe not. Well, I had to go to Chicago to see The Cure. I couldn't see them anywhere exactly else. That's exactly right. People, people go to other cities to see them. Yeah, so Until they come to Until we get our acts together in the city, they're not coming here. Hey, guys. Iggy Fest is, would work. Hey, guys, did I just hear that the arch crown stretch over the old man and clear up past Edwardsville towards Hamill <laughs> or west towards Wentzville Territories? Yeah, it's a big area. Allen Dadeville. Uh, the arch grounds is 62 acres. 62 acres is 0. 0.09 square miles. That's All from right. Hoosier Daddy. All right, 62 acres. Uh, if you look, Central Park in Atlanta is 7 acres. Oh, it is not. I knew it was a seven that. and a thirty something. I bet it's much more than seven. No, acres. I think it was seven, maybe seventeen acres. There's a seven in there. Yeah, uh, it is seventeen acres. All right, yeah, seventeen, 17 acres, acres compared to thirty-two. So ours is bigger. So you could have it there. If people wanted to come here, well, we'll find out. Well, they don't come. You we'll scrap find it. out after losing thirty million dollars. To... Well, you gotta, you gotta try. I mean, well, I agree Woodstock, with that. they they were expecting about. 20,000 people. I mean, like, 4 million show for that thing. Yeah. There is no festival in the U.S. that has a weekend total of 1 million that is more than every single F1 event. That's from Johnny Cakes. Well, I haven't done much research. I just... <laughs> Which is smart if you're going to put your money I mean, on they, I mean, Metallica was here, and for two days, they drew 130,000 people for two days at the Dome. That's one band, two days, averaging 65,000 per show. That's a long way from a million. Yeah, but that's just one band. Is that the confirmed time? And it was, in, it, and it was in, much, but... it was in a dome. It wasn't surrounding area where you can fit two hundred thousand people. But you say it's one band, but like 
when you do like a big concert with multiple bands, that same 65,000 is staying there for like the next band and the next band. So it's hard to say 65,000 new people will come and watch your next band and 65,000 new people will watch the next band. Well, so I think 65,000 would probably be your number for the entire concert. Oh, no. Probably the limit. No. At the Arch Grounds? Well, I, no, a couple hundred thousand. But you gotta, you gotta make way for concessions. There oh, has yeah. to be parking, VIP parking. I know all that. I'm not setting it up. But you, you get, <laughs> you get that done. Every festival has that. I mean, they, they have that at uh, Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. You got a VIP lounge there. You got. You've also uh, got crowds of twenty some thousand. Well, I'm just saying, you know, it's not too hard to set up VIP parking and VIP entrance and lounge and things like that. Just things you can do with that much area. You can set up vending vending areas. You can set up merch tents. I think I th- vending machines was, the, was what you wanted I, there. I, I wanted like you that. to go well, there because v- I actually vendors. love that idea. <laughs> I think you're thinking of St. Louis. Vending you're thinking of St. Louis in the old days. Guess. You're thinking of a thriving St. Louis that can attract people like this. No, no I'm not thinking. The government would ruin it. Those days are, those days are past us. Um, well, well maybe you build around. it back up by doing Iggy Fest. Yeah. People take- would come for it and say, hey, St. Louis isn't bad. We can do this every year. You want to go... Waste your waste the money that uh, Crocky gave you on some crap. Here, put a festival in here. Use it for that. Mm. You make your money back, probably double it. How are you going to get these people? If to not, pay? you wasted it on good music instead of wasting it on the crap you're going to spend it on. How are you going to get the people to pay if it's a big spread out park? I mean, how are you going to get them to pay? Well, where where do they go to pay? Online. Well, what if they just show up? How are you going to keep them from hearing the music? Well, then you can buy tickets there. What do you think? Yeah, There's no place. Nah, we, we have nobody to take your tickets. No, but you're going to fence off the whole area? You have a box, a box office. A box office on the arch grounds. You're going to yes. fence off the entire 32 square mile You you area. have You have cops there that uh, and entrances you can get in. Just like you can't, you you can't park to, in certain... You, the music, you, you can't park in certain areas to, to go to the Cardinal game. No, but when they have air shows and things, they don't charge people just to walk around there because it would be logistically darn near impossible to get people to pay. You can see it anyway. You could hear the bands anyway. Open a big big screen up. You can't hear it unless you get in here. It's just the logistical... <laughs> well, it's, just like, it's like Riverport. It's just like Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. If you don't want to go inside and listen to the band, why don't you just no, pay 20 not... bucks to park outside and just sit in your car and listen to it? Well, you you could. Sounds like crap. Yeah. Well, I can could. go to Biff's house and watch uh, concerts at Bush Stadium. I can't hear it very well, but I can hear the music. Yeah. Well, people want to go and be with all the crowd and be around people and be outside and be close to the band. Nobody wants to sit out in a free area so that, far away you can't hear. That area would be really hard to charge people, you'd have to you'd have to gate it all off, the entire area. You'd have to gate it off for f- several city blocks worth, so that they would have to pay to get in. Yeah, well, there have to be some work involved, Doug. It's not going to be an er, an easy thing. Yeah, that would be a hard thing. On, on and it's con- not going to happen. So I don't know why we're arguing about yeah, it. Yeah, on the concert thing and how dead St. Louis is, dude. The fact that the Cardinals in this city is hyping up Def Leppard coming to Bush Stadium is absolutely embarrassing. And I'm yeah, not kidding. I know we have a lot of hyperbole hot takes. Yeah. It's this either country is, or old bands that are 100 it, years it, old. It is embarrassing that anyone would care, for one, that a band who's been around for 40-plus years, who's probably on their eighth reunion tour, just doing this strictly for the money, zero entertainment value, they're just... They're barely hanging on. That's a band that we're hyping up coming to our major stadium. <laughs> it is embarrassing. But it does you spin it how you want. Def Leppard to Bush was hyped up 24 hours before the announcement. But if you don't like, That's a, a, dying if you don't like a particular band, you automatically think, well, this concert sucks. No, 
Doug, Def Leppard is a 50-year-old band, though. I'm, I'm saying if it's a newer band, yeah, if you have your... So, so is Dave Matthews has been around forever. They've been here a couple times, but had great success with that. They haven't been here in a while. Either is, uh, since Taylor Hawkins' passing, um, Foo Fighters have been out for two years doing stadium tours. How long has Metallica been around? Didn't come last year. They just sold out the Aren't dome. Aren't coming this year. Metallica? They've been around a long time. Yeah, but they're not sold out 70 the years old. They still can play. Drake and J. Cole are coming in January. Can't get a much bigger act than that. Big as the Super Bowl. They going to the Dome? Uh, Enterprise Center. Enterprise. So, I mean, yeah, they still get some of the, the big R&B things. I mean, Pink's coming in August next year. And I'm just going by my genre of some of the big bands that tour, like Foo Fighters, like The Cure, like uh, the Eagles are coming. They didn't come last year. But they... Why can't we get Taylor Swift? That's Yeah, you can't get Taylor Swift. Well, get no Kansas City yeah. did. Well, I mean, Plazi, Drake, and J. Cole are in certain sectors. Are as we big got as Jerry those. Seinfeld and Chappelle. I do like the comedian and Bill Burr coming to the Fox. I think what they do with the comedic circle here, it's obviously easier to get a one comedian than it is an entire band. But they do right on that. I think they, they get a lot of entertainer. But in terms of music, this city just cannot grab acts. Like and it's amazing, Plazi, because cities. back in the day, I mean, St. Louis got every concert. I mean, bands asked to come play in St. Louis. There wasn't a huge band at the time that didn't want to come to St. Louis that were here and will go to KC and plug their new album. And you We know, had the Beatles. Yeah, I mean, yeah, every band that was big wanted to come to St. Louis. I don't know why now. It's not, it can't be crime. They don't give a crap there. No, it can't be that the city is shrinking in size. Well, I mean, they don't care. They don't <laughs> Jesse, care. Uh, Jesse Kiowski, who runs our events uh, for TMA here at Hubbard, is awesome. She wants to do Iggy Fest? Uh, well, oh, I on the contrary, uh, <laughs> Iggy Fest is an event planner's nightmare. I have so much anxiety listening to this plan. That's from Jesse Kowski. I don't know what would have triggered her to say that. Maybe uh, we'll put up a giant screen or we'll have vending machines. Vending machines. Everybody could just park wherever. Because <laughs> Jess, Jesse knows me well enough that I probably would have reached out to her and said, come on, let's plan this, Jess. Right. Well, he has seven square miles. It's not happening. Just, just get the Foo Fighters here and just get Iggy Pop here. You those get those two here. I don't care about a festival. A lot of those public concerts, do you even have to pay? If you're going to Central Park in New York or one of these places, do you even have to pay? Yes, you have to pay. I don't know. What do you think? You're getting all those bands for three days for free? I don't know. I don't, I don't know if the city pays for it or, or what. I think it'd have to be like a benefit concert for anything like that, but that, that's a donation. Yeah, probably. I Rolling Stones had a benefit. Would, the Rolling Stones you... had a benefit concert in Rio de Janeiro, uh, and they played it on the beach of Rio de Janeiro, and a million people showed up. Yeah. I don't know how. I saw Rod back, Stewart but. had the record. Rod Stewart had the record on a beach somewhere where he got like a million and a half. That's not like the yeah, it was free. But record. I mean, you, if you're you're not going to hear anything. I just wonder how you get all those people to pay. How you don't just wander downtown. Jesse will take care of it. Stand there by the old courthouse and listen and see it on a screen and not pay a nickel for we it. We have Jesse. Jesse knows what she's doing. She'll take care of it. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. So going to charge her with this. We'll get our street team to start putting tape around areas and you can't go in there. Yeah, no one will duck underneath the tape. It'll well, work. we'll have we'll have officers there. Sure. One thing St. Louis has is way too many police officers. <laughs> well, we'll hire some. Uh, mm -hmm. You guys are uh, the radio equivalent of Forest State and 
Tim's Jordan Travis. You are useless without them. Oh, but we have a good defense. We sure do. Hey, and we have fun here. We do. We're going to have some more fun coming up in the next segment, Doug. With a little uh, recruiting news out of uh, Columbia, Missouri with some football mm-hmm. transfer portal news and some uh, audio from Coach Drinkwitz about in-state recruiting now that NIL is so robust. You'll hear that on the other side of the break. This is The Morning After presented by Brown Group and live from the Michael Bulger Studios.